You're listening to Surviving Life with Paige Crystal Wilcox. This is a podcast examining how my experience of the world is shaped by the many different aspects that come together to create the person I am. The topic of this episode is the identity sober xenial. Sober for me relates to alcohol and xenial is a term for people between Generation X and Millennial. What that means is that I started life without personal computers and internet, but by the time I was a young adult, these were a crucial part of life. The reason for the timing of this episode is that my sobriety was brought up in the most recent episode of Paisal. My entire childhood, I was in dry homes. There was no alcohol consumed in the homes where I lived. I discovered alcohol as a young adult. After an entire childhood of really struggling to socialize and to relate to people in the way that I wanted to, I was very excited to find that alcohol allowed me to flourish in social situations. I very quickly started consuming as much alcohol as I could afford to allow me to always put my best foot forward in social situations. Binge drinking became the norm for me. This was multiple nights every week, almost always to the point of getting blackout drunk. So I would wake up with very little memory or no memory of how the night ended and I would have severe hangovers. I also collected unwanted experiences. I'm not going to delve into those in this podcast, but some of those have been explored in my life most memorable. As my professional career progressed, I was expected to attend a lot of work events out of hours and rather than payment, there was free-flowing alcohol. This did several things. Firstly, it meant that it was appropriate to be drinking in a work context, but also because I felt I was missing out on stuff from my personal life by going to these events, I would drink more alcohol to kind of get my money's worth. Both of these things worked together to create a very unhealthy situation for me. It was very early on that I realized that I had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. I knew that I didn't want hangovers. I knew that I wanted to stop after a few drinks and not get blackout drunk and not end up in unwanted situations, but I couldn't reduce. I tried to reduce. I set phone reminders. Have you had a glass of water? Somehow thinking that if I have a glass of water per hour, I wouldn't really be binge drinking because I was still hydrating with water. I got a lot of validation from people when I was drunk. People would say that I was funny, that I was entertaining. When I tried to tell people in the early days that I thought I had a problem, that I didn't want to be getting drunk, I was told, no, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Everybody drinks. Don't worry. Hangovers are normal. Don't worry. Nobody holds it against you that you did this ridiculous thing or whatever. Eventually, I became aware that it was after the first drink that all bets were off. The unhealthy relationship that I had with alcohol was a contributing factor to debilitating debt that led to homelessness. It was not the only factor, and I will go into that in a specific podcast episode about that part of my life, but definitely I wouldn't have gotten to the point of homelessness 
if I hadn't chosen alcohol over everything else. I was skipping meals so that I would be able to afford the $3 bottle of wine to drink myself to sleep every night. When I say it like that, I'm like, yeah, very unhealthy, very unhealthy relationship. (laughs) Having no fixed address and knowing that after the first drink, all bets were off, I had a very bad situation where my drinking got out of control. And the next morning I said to myself, I've had my last drink. I've had my last drink. I am a planner. I very quickly planned out ways to ensure my success as a newly sober person. Amusingly, I didn't have a problem with wanting alcohol. Without that first drink, I was actually fine. I had no urge to drink alone. I did think about alcohol. If I was feeling emotional, I'm like, oh, previously I would have had some alcohol and it would have made me feel better. But at no point did I even set foot in a bottle shop and I didn't make any steps towards ordering an alcoholic beverage at a bar or a restaurant. The problem was all social. Alcohol had helped me to survive loud, busy, dark environments. And without alcohol, I was very agitated in those environments. What I was able to do very quickly, though, was go into those environments less. I had to rethink the way I socialized. So rather than meeting at a bar or a club, I started favoring going out to a park, to a shopping center or mall, or to have brunch. Another social difficulty I faced was with people struggling to accept my decision. And this included at work. The first work event I went to, someone in a senior position asked me if I wanted a drink. And when I said no, that was not accepted. And in fact, I had to say a few times, I no longer drink alcohol. That was a very uncomfortable situation. And I hope that if you're listening to this and you are in a leadership position, never under any circumstances, do you push back against someone who has said, no, I'm not drinking. I would like to think that I wouldn't have to say that, but I have had multiple work experiences where that was the situation. So clearly it is a cultural thing in Australia that we need to work on. Another social difficulty was events organized around alcohol. And this included work as well. I have become better at this. It just took some some time to work out how to communicate it with people. I think when I first started saying, oh, I don't want to go to this because there's alcohol, people felt, some of my friends felt like, oh, maybe we should be organizing something else. And that wasn't it at all. I'm actually often happy to sit out of a social situation. So yes, if you don't have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, go do something that revolves around alcohol. Sure, that's fine. I'm not going to participate in that. And that's also fine. There will be other situations that don't revolve around alcohol where I can join in and I'll want to join in. A funny thing that I had was split bills. You go to a restaurant, you're all just asked to pay a percentage or something. And it took a while before I was able to say, hey, I'm not going to pay for your alcohol. It's now been five years, five years without a drop of alcohol. Let me tell you, my life is so very, very different. I am in the fourth year of a loving relationship with someone who demonstrates respect for me daily. 
in ways that I had never dared to hope for. I've also been living in the same place for two years. It's a home where I feel safe and comfortable. And finally, not only have I paid off my debt, I've started savings. I firmly believe that none of these parts of my life would be where they are had I not made that decision to end my unhealthy relationship with alcohol. If you feel that you may have a problem, I would recommend that you do a little research, look it up on the internet, see if there's any free support available. Otherwise, you can always go to a GP, make an appointment to chat about it. And I would also suggest looking into your mental health. So maybe talking about it with a psychologist because most substance misuse is not just a physical thing. It's because of something else that you're going through. That's all we have time for today. You've been listening to Surviving Life and I am your host, Paige Crystal Wilcox. I look forward to sharing with you again soon.